after practice, everybody would leave to go home. And I always had to sit on the bench and wait on my mother because she worked that way. And so when my mother would show up in the park, it would be about 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night. So I'm sitting there, and when my mother would pull up, she drove an old big regal hubcaps off the car seats, torn up, the car was all beat up. And she would pull up in the park, 10.30 at night. I would jump off the bench, I would sprint over to my mother, I would say, Mom, if you don't mind, can you please sit back in your car and turn on your car lights? I have to do some extra drills, I have to go to the NFL, she would never have to work another day in your life. And I knew my mother was tired. And every night, my mother would sit back in that car, and those car lights would hit that field, and he had a seven-year-old kid doing backpelling drills, running sprints, running laps, chasing his dream to go to the NFL, but just beyond those car lights, I could always connect with my mother's eyes, so it made me dig a little bit deeper, it made me push myself a little bit further, it made me work a little bit harder. It created a certain level of sweat equity in what I was doing. It created a certain level of pride in what I was doing. You know why people quit? People don't have pride in what they do. You know why people stop? They're selfish and it's just about them. But when you have a bigger purpose to why you're doing what you're doing and you want to honor the sacrifices that others have made for you, it's nothing for you to keep going when you hit adversity. If every decision and choice you make is just about you, at a certain point you're going to hit something that's a lot tougher than you and it's going to make you quit because you don't have a driving force for why you do what you do. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Staley and English show. It's your man Coach English again. I'm with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz. Uh, fellas, how's the, how'd the uh, week treat you this week? Um, all is well. The week was great. Um, my Redskins won a really big game against the Raiders. We got another tough one coming up against Kansas City. So um, everything was great. Jeez. Week, week was good. Shout out to AC Florida baseball team Coach Hallett and them getting their rings last night at the ring ceremony. State champs. We also have another special guest on the show today, um, Coach Ryan Norris. He's been coaching in the Columbia Midlands area for a long time. He's very um, thoroughly immersed in, in the AAU circuit also. So um, we'd like to welcome him to the show. What's happening, man? Glad to be here with y'all guys. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Yes, sir. Um, today, we kind of, everybody knows what's going on. Uh, it's been, if you have the ESPN app, your phone has been binging since, what, Tuesday? <laughs> Every second, bing, 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 so this person arrested, that person arrested. So that's our topic of the day. Um, we also posted it on uh, each of our Twitters. Um, you can look at that inside of our link um, down at the bottom in the description. Um, send us our co- send us your comments and anything else on the topic that you want to after we're done. Um, some of you will probably be tweeting at us during uh, the uh, recording. So we're going to get it started, man. So... Where are we going to start at, fellas? I mean, uh, it's all, all over the place. Like man. you said, ultimately, we're talking about the scandal that occurred within the last week concerning a major shoe company, college coaches, um, ultimately some um, financial advisors, right? Financial advisors, yes. execs, and, so, and, it, and it's starting to trickle down now. And that's why we wanted Coach Norris to come on the show because I feel he's, he's a specialist in it. He's someone I admire, someone... I have a lot of respect for. I watch him coach. He does a great job. And he's actually on this circuit. And, um, I, I want to give him an opportunity to just give us a rundown of what's going on. Um, as many of you probably have seen, it's about been about how many coaches? Four. Yep. Four, four coaches have gotten caught in. Four so far. One uh, Adidas, <laughs> the the head man over basketball at Adidas, which um, he got caught up. Um, you also have several agents, financial advisors. 
and things of that nature as where the agents and advisor are trying to, they're paying the coaches off to get kids to come to their school and later on once they become pros, if they become pros, which is a big question. Right. They want them to sign and be advised by them so they can ultimately make money when that day comes. Yeah, and that and it's and it's always going to be a, a sticky situation because it's so many people involved. One, you're dealing with children, you know they don't quite know, and then you have and ultimately when you deal with someone's child, the parents are going to get involved. So you have this whole element of a multi-billionaire, billion-dollar system, and it's almost like everyone wants a piece of the pie. What What are some of your thoughts of what's going on, Michael? Well, here's uh, here's my the really Sad thing is, two weeks ago we talked about role models as coaches. Sure did, sure did. And, and now here it is, all this scandal coming out. We even talked about some of the coaches that have been named in this scandal. And and, it, and now two weeks later this comes out. And what's crazy is, I mean, everybody has always known that these shoe companies are paying kids, colleges are probably paying kids to play for them. And that's a whole other factor, whereas – should college athletes get paid or not because these universities are making a ton of money off of them. But now with this scandal coming out, the some of these assistant coaches are taking money from financial advisors and steering and telling these kids, you need to start going with this financial advisor as soon as you make it. And these assistant coaches... I don't think a lot of them even know much about this financial advisor or anything, but they're just ta- they're just steering this kid, saying, "Hey, let this guy handle your money when you turn pro." Just because this guy's throwing the assistant coach fifteen twenty grand, and that's and that's that's even going further above and beyond than the shoe companies paying the kids and the colleges paying the kid. Now this is these guys who these kids trust are saying, "Hey, go." Trust all the money you're going to make as a pro with this financial advisor. No idea if this guy is a good dude or not, but he's giving me 15, 20 grand to tell you that. So that's the sad part. That's even sadder than what's been going on for the last 15, 20, 30 years. Well, I mean, on 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 that fact, like, my thing is, A, this is nothing new. We're talking about something. This, this, is, this isn't new. It's just news right now. You know what I'm saying? This is something that we've all known is going on uh, uh, from from the time kids are six and seven years old. We got these guys around that latch on to the kid. Oh man, he's really good. I think that if I can if I can get him, will and stick with him through this process. You know, on the back end, I can get whatever it is for me. I, I don't know um, people who follow me on Twitter. I, I I posted a tweet the other day. I said. Uh, the credit goes to the kids and the parents. No one else. You know what I'm saying? The kid, the kid is the one that has to get in the gym. The kid, has, uh, the parent has to be the one that go out here and, and, and drive them to and from practice and feed them every night and this, that, and the third. So at the end of the day, these other these other advisors, as you put it, Mike, come around now. Now this kid is huge and he has a following his his freshman sophomore year and now all of a sudden these people are coming out the woodwork oh man you need to come you need to come over here you need to come over here put your, put your arm around them you know they got guys who they won't let your kid live like they will not leave their side for fear of somebody else coming in and getting you know getting a piece the, of the pie, a piece of the pie. The they pie. will literally sit there and make sure 
and make sure that nobody comes around. Like, it, it, it's like so. So, Ryan, what do you see? What do you see? You're you're out there. You're on the circuit. You you're you're with a very legitimate, upstanding program. What do you see? Uh, as far as far as college coach wise, I never been in deal with uh agent or anything like that. Never right. seen any of that stuff go down. But right. college coaches usually when they come to you about recruiting a kid, first thing they're gonna ask they typicals, grades, what's he like. And then they'll go on, get deeper in the conversation. They ask about family, and then they say, "Well, what do they need? Do they need anything?" So I think that's that's how that gets started with the money and all that. And then you can go forward with with I guess with the advisors or whoever the agent uh, where they want to push them to go, giving the coach money and whatever that may be. Yeah, and and and. We're trying our best not to name names, but I mean, we 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 talked about Rick Pitino on the last show about role models, and right now he's um on administrative leave without pay. His lawyer has even gone um far enough to say that he has been fired of what was going on. And um the last article that came out, Rick Pitino is still saying that he didn't know anything about it. Um, like we everyone sitting at the table understands what goes on. This is a billion dollar industry college sports it's a lot of money involved and it's almost to the point now where we they're throwing the word scandal around so much but how hard will it be to avoid this scandal when it's so much money involved but everyone feels like they want a piece you know it's hard to be like well i don't want my piece and i'm the reason why this kid signed this 27 million dollar deal with y'all you know, so we it, it's 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 hard, and I understand that. And then it's based off the American dream. You know, everybody wants that piece of the pie. Let's let's grow. Let's let's make ourselves wealthy. Let's give ourselves my kids an opportunity to make it have a better life than me. So it, I think this scandal it, it it's going to be something that's always around in college sports if we aren't careful. Which, um, Micah, can we kind of talk about like who's involved? Like who were some of the coaches that, that were that were brought, brought about and so forth. Yeah, well, as without going and, and naming names of coaches that were involved, but, I mean, I think everybody plays a role in this in this scenario. It's the, the kids and their parents. I mean, if the colleges, if the colleges, they didn't have to pay to get the kid, or if, the, if the parents weren't saying, hey, we want fifty grand. We, we want, want hundred grand yeah. for it to go to their school. The college aren't going to—they're not going to pay it if, they, if they're not asking for it. But they know they got to pay it to get that player, and that's one of the best players involved. So I mean, obviously the parent and the kids—they're—they're um, they're a part of it. And then the colleges, the college coaches that decide to the programs that decide to to pay these kids—they play a role in it. The NCAA plays a huge role in it. Whereas not paying kids. To play when they're making millions on top of millions <laughs> off of these kids, um, when not letting them guys like n- number one players in the country and not giving them the option if that they would be the top five pick in the draft right out of high school, not allowing them that option. The NCAA a plays a role in that as I well. The, the NBA, I mean, that, that comes down from the NBA working in conjunction with the NCAA. And I, I kind of, and, and, and me and Josh had this discussion before the show, I kind of fall on the opposite side of that argument when you're talking about kids being paid. Um, it's a small percentage of, of those kids that actually go pro. 
okay? Small percentage. And there is no, you know, the, the numbers are there. I, I should have pulled them up, but I didn't. It's a small percentage of kids that play college sports, period, actually go on to play professional. It's less than 2%. Yeah, so that being what it is, I think these kids are getting paid. They're getting paid with a free education, which goes, un, which, which goes, I think, lost, period. Like some of these kids, yeah, they have an opportunity. Uh, yeah, some kids that could go straight from high school to the NBA, and they should have that opportunity. I don't think that opportunity should have been taken from them. Exactly. But there are some kids. There are some kids that will never touch it. I NBA agree, one hundred percent. So it, they're getting paid. They're getting paid. Uh, uh, you know, like you know, the, I talk about him all the time. You know, he gets a, a you get he gets a scholarship, then he gets a refund check. Per semester, and then they give him money per month in his hand Call while having good. while having free room and board. Give me that today. 100%. I'll take that today without 100%. student loans. Right now, give me that right now. And I, I just feel like yes, the NCAA is making their money, and there could be some things they could to tweak what's happening there. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's un, it's that far unbalanced where a kid who has an opportunity to provide for his family, if you're that good, you know, if you're that good. Your money gonna come, you know what I'm saying? But, but why? Parent, but why? Did, why wait? I agree 100 percent with you. Like 95 percent of the kids that are playing college basketball are getting a great deal, and they're getting a free education, and they're getting that refund check. But there's also five percent that's gonna go that yeah. that could go straight out of high school. See, but then, but then now, why deny them that opportunity? Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying deny them the opportunity to go pro. I'm saying if you, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you in the sense of, hey, if you can go pro, go pro. Okay, like Agreed. go on to take. There's a kid right now here in South Carolina that he has no business going to somebody college. Yeah. You know, and we already unless know he goes to Georgetown, well, we would love <laughs> to have him. Why? Why does it always come down to one of your you, teams? Yeah, well, I don't I, know. Like, I, I didn't even know you were a Georgetown like, basketball fan. I'm, 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 I'm a Georgetown. He's everything Warriors DC. Fan, you know? So anything DC is except, except, except Florida State. Except Florida State. Yeah, but shout out to Springfield, South Carolina, though. But I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Like it just always comes back to you. But like, here's the thing. I, I, I agree. Michael said millions on top of millions are being made. And some of the announcers that, that make the point where we should pay college players are sitting behind a desk working for a major TV corporation. So they're getting paid. That's another contract. You know, that's, that's, that's. Big so, time. right, TV contracts. You're right, Coach Norris. TV contracts are um, unreal. But here's, here's where my holdup is. I guess I'm a little sensitive about this. You go to the league, go to the league. If that kid is good enough to go to the league, yeah, go to the league. They do it in baseball, they do it in tennis, they do it in golf. Um, football and basketball, they don't really do it. I understand football because the physicality of it is unreal. A kid fresh out of high school would get murdered in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't like the element, and it's only like this because you're not allowing those guys to go straight to the NBA. Exactly. The I don't wants. like the element of devaluing an education. education. Yeah. Okay. Especially for especially for minorities when you're talking about trying to close culture gaps, achievement gaps. If a kid has an opportunity to go to school for free, they have to do that and value that opportunity to learn. They do get a cost of attendance check. They do get free room and board. And at the bigger institutions, they still do get a refund check. Yeah. Now, whether um, 
it's not as much parity when you start getting to the smaller schools, the smaller D1s, because they simply can't afford to, do to give that. Place. Some of them can't even afford to give the same amount of scholarships at the D1 level if you really know how scholarships work, mm-hmm. you know. So I do, I do understand both sides, but I do not want parents, especially if you think your kid is kind of good and they think they got a chance to make it. Don't devalue the opportunity of knowledge because it might not be a college degree, but knowledge is important. That's why you have guys like LeBron James who 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 has not wasted money, but then you have other NBA players and NFL players who are flat out broke mm-hmm. after contracts because they devalue the opportunity of knowledge. Okay, knowledge is power, as cliche as it may sound. So I do feel if those babies are good enough to go to the league, go. go. I make a joke. I make a joke about my sons. Heck, if they're good enough at the middle school, we out. <laughs> you know, we out. So because because college was shout the, out to talents. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the purpose of college is. To make money. You don't go to college exactly. to stay there forever. The purpose of college is to make money. Yeah. So if you can do it, do it. So I, I am, it's, it's, it's both ways. To, yeah, kind of, I'm to kind of piggyback on that, because like I said, that's uh, the argument Max Kellerman was making on first take was the way to get rid of all of this is just to pay the college athlete. Okay, well, let's look at it from a bunch of different directions. Okay, well, am I going to pay... Let's say when they were, let's say LeBron James was to go to college. Am I gonna pay LeBron James the same amount of oh, money? Oh, well, yeah, as, yeah. As I pay that's exactly another, what as I, I was as I pay another yeah. kid. But then you can't. Now we get into yeah, this yeah. kid being paid this well, much. That, this kid. That's this why, kid why I'm sensitive about it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't pay the college athlete. Yeah, yeah. And it and, should be. And, and it's all. It's always been talked about. And baseball does it. And I have no idea why basketball can't do it. But like, you should be able to go. Straight out of high school to the NBA, or if you do go to college, you have to stay. You cannot be eligible for the draft for three years. Yeah. Why can they not do that? Yeah. So now the LeBron James, they're not going to college. But now maybe if it's not a number one player in the country, he's he's foregoing college and going to the draft. So maybe those big name guys are not playing college basketball. But now they're going to college and they're going to the University of South Carolina, the uni- to, to North Carolina, and these schools. And staying there for three years, and now their fan base is getting to know them and following them, and now they get they can get more of a sense of team. And instead of Duke and North Carolina having all these one and dones, where you have a Kentucky, you have a brand new team every year. Every I don't year. I don't understand why this cannot be done in basketball. <laughs> See, well, here's the, here's it doesn't the thing make sense well, to me. because now, shoot, what what am I really teaching this kid? This kid ain't coming to school to go to class. He ain't going to nobody class. He, who's class? He, he, he well, might go. They're going to class. What? Yeah, there's no, no, this those one and done. Yeah, those one and done. They have to go no, to no, class. No, no, no. They, no, they're, going to, they're going to class their first semester. Yeah. yeah. After, After their first semester, after they, semester they're, they're, they're not going. That's what I'm saying. Because they're because they're declaring themselves eligible in March. They're going to make it to the second semester. So they're going for one semester. So they're not even one and done. They're half and done. I mean, but at that level, like literally, like if I if I was not as close to a situation as I am, I would know that half the stuff that they do for the athlete, like legitimately, he walks to his locker and everything he's supposed to have done is there. Every, yeah. you know, the, sometimes papers be written already. Like yeah. it's it, like it's it's not it's not. And I don't. Uh, there was a kid years ago that ended up from once from a school here going to Syracuse. They said the boy they had to have somebody go to his room and wake him up and take him to class every morning. Cause but I see, mean that 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 right there though happened before he got to Syracuse boss. Yeah. 
Because if you if you if you if you plant those seeds the correct way and fertilize them thoroughly, that child is going to know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Starts early. You know, it starts oh, yeah. it starts but early. And, and then that goes and back which, to which the, gets into this though. And I want Coach Norris to hit me what you think early. You know, well, who's at fault? Hmm. Ooh, great question. Ooh. question. Ooh. All of this going on, whose whose fault is it? You know, I I was reading an article. I think maybe Wednesday. It was about um the NCAA. That's who I'm blaming. I'm blaming the NCAA and probably those agents and runners. Okay. Which the agents and runners, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to go on campus and talk to the kids and coaches, build a relationship for they can have the, uh, their business going forward if they're able to turn pro. You might not go to the NBA. You might be playing overseas. They right. still might want you to be up under them. Right. But I blame the NCAA. I say agents and runners and also shoe companies. I don't know if you guys know this, but shoe companies and the NCAA basically work hand in hand. Just like mm. we was talking about those TV contracts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have contracts also mm. with the shoe companies. That's why I wanted you here. They also have those with That's the uh, shoe <laughs> companies. And NCAA making billions and billions of dollars. So if I'm a co shoe company, I'm the director and Let's say I, I'm over Louis. Uh, I'm at Adidas, and you got Louisville. I'm paying them for ten years. I'm giving them 160 million. I think right. that's their deal. Right. So why wouldn't I tell my director of the head of basketball? You know, we want this kid. Let's find a way to get him there, so we can get him in our apparel, and that, like y'all say, build his fan base. Now you got people buying Louisville Adidas apparel, and then later on. He's going to um, sign with us eventually if he's a pro in the NBA, and, and then we can push the shoes out, and we're making money. That's that's what that's ultimately what they want. And that's exactly what happened in this, where that player that signed with Louisville, there, him and his family was demanding a hundred thousand or asking for a hundred thousand dollars. Louisville was ready to pay it. They were having trouble figuring out how to funnel that money. And they said, this coach at Louisville, not naming his name, nobody swings a bigger stick at Adidas than this coach. All he has to do is make a call to Adidas, and we can get this $100,000. And it happened. That's exactly what happened. And, and so so I, I like that, Ryan, because you just threw me for a loop. The NCAA is working close with the shoe companies, but the NCAA never makes themselves seem like they're affiliated. They're affiliated like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And then, but if you really think about it, NCAA, the people that work within the NCAA have beautiful paychecks. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you're you're saying your your belief is keeping the sanctity of the amateur sport safe. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're dealing with amateurs, most of the time it's not lucrative paychecks. But everybody involved, the college coaches, but the D1 coaches, the ones that are really, really involved this, they have unbelievable salaries and yeah. unbelievable contracts. And they, they, they also right. make money from the shoe companies also. Right. So. And, and I don't want to beat the, the, the student athlete down so much because it can get a little hard out there. It can mm -hmm. get tough. And the people that you're playing for are reaping all the benefits. Not to not. The weight of that free education. That's why I say I'm not torn. I'm kind of torn, but I'm not really torn because I do believe in 
taking advantage of that free education because at the end of the day, those three, four years, five years, however long you're there, you're getting that back, living a better lifestyle than what you had. Going, going into in. it, right, going mm-hmm. into it with the, with the education. So I do agree. I do think um, I'm, I'm going to do a, a very emphatic everyone is at fault. Well, I, I, was going, I was going there every, with you. Everyone uh, I was, um, that was going to be my I, statement. And when I say everyone, I'm going to even go to, I'm even including myself as a high school coach. Because it's a it's a chain. I know one of the first shows we did, we talked about how everything has to be a circle. circle. Yeah. Like I love the element of travel team. Mm-hmm. I love that element. You know, that's why I have a relationship with guys like Ryan and them and, and, and Kurt Willer and those those great guys like Ty White, like dudes that are really, really good in the business. Mm-hmm. Because I understand that element. I can't do it all as a high school coach. But as a high school coach, it is very important for me to talk to my parents. And I and I do this. Look, watch out for this. Watch out for the runners. Exactly. Watch out for the sneak agents because that will make your child ineligible very fast and give them a reputation that you don't want. Exactly. I I will even give a testimony without calling names. I've been in a situation where they came to me with the what you need, what you want, coach. Mm-hmm. And when they saw I wasn't standing for that because I'm trying to raise morally sound kids. They probably didn't show back up to your gym. They didn't show back up, and they started to pull the kid away from me. Yeah. Like, like they, they, they pulled the kid away from me to the point where the conversations with the kid became very generic. Like, hey, man, what you trying to do? Man, I'm just trying to do this. So it became like the person started treating me like a stranger almost. And I knew it wasn't a kid. I knew it was the adults yep. around him. And I'm and, and to this day, I have no ill feeling. That's, that's who was at fault. I have, I have no animosity, but I think it's everybody. The high school yep. coaches has to communicate well. The college coaches have to have to make sure they're doing it for the right reasons also. Mm-hmm. The NCAA has to be transparent. And the NCAA, honestly, you have to go back and rewrite a whole lot of rules because this the world we live in is totally different from when the rules were. But written. they're not gonna rewrite those rules. Like he said, I mean they're in they're in bed with the yeah. they're in bed with the with the with the um, apparel companies. They're right. in they're entrenched in that and then some of that money is coming from that. That that, that benefits them. You know everybody is at fault. Every, if a kid is asking for a hundred grand, every person in his circle is at fault. There's, there's not, there's, this because I was listening to. Yeah, if, they, if a kid is even, if a parent is even comfortable enough to be like, yeah, we'll take the hundred grand, it's too far gone at that point. Yeah. That's, that's, that's dangerous. That's I was listening dangerous. to the, the uh, Green, the uh, Mike Green, the Greenberg show, and he said that there's something uh, that the kids are vi- are the victims. In this, and that's what the FBI is pretty much saying: the kids are the victims. And he, his point was, well, shoot, if a kid is asking for the money, the college didn't say they would give it. They didn't say they didn't come to him yeah. saying, "Hey, uh, we want this money." The kid is asking for the money. Yeah. How was he a victim? Yeah, if they say, "Hey, I want to go to your school for free," yeah. the college is going to say, "No, we're giving you a hundred grand." So the, yeah. kids, the kids all problem. What, what makes the kids like the victims? What makes the kids the victims is they which don't know is the better. but what but they they do they they are victims in this scandal where where there's this extra twist with not these financial advisors and stuff going straight up to the straight up to the kids and the families and saying, "Hey." Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Take this money, and then when you go pro, you sign with me. They're not doing it that way. They're going an extra slimier way, and it's going to the assistant coaches who the kids already have a relationship with, and saying, "Hey, here's fifty thousand dollars. You give the kid twenty-five thousand dollars. You keep twenty-five thousand dollars for yourself, and steer this kid to me." Where now there, it's a little bit slimier. Where now this kid is 
has a relationship with his assistant coach. What his assistant coach tells him, he's going to trust. Yeah. And really, the ulterior motive is why this coach is telling him it is because he's getting paid. He's getting so that's an extra. This, that's what makes this story diff, different than what we've all known has been going on forever. Yep. Is now it's just an extra layer of shadiness. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, a court article I was reading on Sports Illustrated, they were like, I looked up grassroots and just kind of, they said it was, EYBL created it as a way, Nike created the EYBL as a way for the kids to put the shoes on those kids' feet so that once they, because it's only for the elite kids, so these are that in that percentage of yeah, people that have an opportunity to go pro. So when they get there, they've already been in that system of wearing a particular brand mm -hmm. from high school on, and then a good portion of the time, the kid ends up going to a Nike-sponsored college or uh, or Adidas or you know Under Armour, whoever, whatever apparel. Um, and so when that happens, then they end up making the money on the back end because the kid now signs with them because it's what they've done their entire time. And personally, I don't believe that that's why grassroots basketball was invented in the first place. I think that it was it was a place for your kid to help with their recruitment, of course. I think that it was a way for your kids to continue to play year-round because it, it gave them an opportunity. Because before EYBL and all of that, I mean, kids were playing summer ball. I remember, shoot, I didn't know anything about an EYBL I, when I, I was think, in high school. I, mean, a, that, I, well, I, I think the, the, the diamond or the jewel of this, the shoe company grassroots system is the fact that it gives basically an overwhelming majority overwhelming majority of the elite athletes the opportunity to play on a big stage yeah, because I agree I mean and, and but 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 what I'm telling you is and the reason why I don't want to see the shoe company element go away because a lot of these kids can't afford to get on that platform it, it, it allows that athlete from that household who just doesn't have it to still be able to get the same opportunity as a kid in a situation like a Steph Curry, who dad played in the NBA. Because, you know, Ryan, you see it all the time. You When you're on the circuit, you see pro kids. You mm -hmm. see kids whose parents you would never have an idea of who they are. Mm -hmm. So the shoe company does provide that. And I am not mad at the shoe company for promoting their brand. Do that. That's how you stay abreast. That's what you're supposed to do. But where the problem comes in, I said this a while ago. The shoe companies have to do a much better job of policing who they enable to promote their brand. True. That's when it gets greasy. True. That's what we need. This we, it, it's needed. It has to. These babies want to be seen because I. If, if again, I always bring up my sons. If them dudes ain't good enough to play for a sponsored team, we ain't, I'm not. I'm not spending all my vacation money traveling the road. They got to get in the gym. They got to work. And thank you, Nike. Thank you, Under Armour. Shout out to Under Armour. Thank you, Adidas, for the opportunity. And and like um Micah said, Coach Kurt said the other day, like they're teaching these kids to want to live an NBA lifestyle, like these greasy guys, before they even earn it. And you gotta be like, you gotta be like Kung Fu Kenny, be humble. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Like wait for your opportunity. But most people aren't humble enough to eat that pie and just wait for their chance. So how can this be fixed? How are we going to fix it? Like, what can be done? I think, the, I mean, I don't know if there is a fix. I don't even think it, it, there's a fix for it because, I mean, it's so deep entrenched into it. Like, even if you kick over every rock, 
clean out house, this, that, and the third. Outside of doing background checks on people, that and that ain't even going to clear. Because, I mean, shoot, if you got hundreds of thousands of dollars in and out, in and out, in and out of an area of a person's hands, if they did, if they wasn't like that before, it starts to get tempting. You know what I mean? And I don't think there's a legitimate fix like to say, okay, we can do this, we can do that. I've heard a number of different ways. I've heard pay the, pay the athletes coming in. I've heard um, 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 get rid of this or, 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 or turn around and pay them here or figure out a way. You know, it's just so many other ways that people are trying to figure it out. Just figure out a way to clean up what you already got. You may have to get the people out that's in. Let, let this thing run its course. Here's, here's what I think. Let this thing run its course. Let the investigations happen. Let who they pick up, pick up. Uh, uh, the the, the, the uh, companies rehire people. They do some interior investigating themselves into their books, making sure to come clean with everything that they possibly can come clean, that they find themselves be proactive. Clean house. And then start it back up. You already have, you already have something. You already have a brand. Like You already have something that's built. All right, so it doesn't make any sense to tear it down and just go tuck your tail and run. Because like you said, Josh, like I agree with you in the sense of, shoot, they give them an opportunity to play on a stage that they might not necessarily have an opportunity to play on if because they don't have the, the funds or the means to do so. Um, so there, I agree with you. So it makes no sense to tear the model down. But you can clean it up. It's like your house. It gets dirty. So what you going to do? Are you going to just, just leave get, it dirty? wife so they can clean no, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm playing, ladies. I am playing. Yeah, what you got, Ron? What's your fix, man? What, what do you think? I'm, I'm like Coach English. I, I really don't see a fix. <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> got to let it run its course. Yeah. Um, it's a virus, huh? Yeah. Uh, I was told a long time ago from my dad that agents basically run AAU basketball and I I seen it firsthand because right. I don't know if you, you guys know this I'm sharing with everybody but I played I had to I was blessed to play with John Wall Ryan Kelly I played with those guys on the AAU circuit so and I didn't know till maybe two years I was into college that my team was coached by an agent mm. didn't know that Right. So I, I kind of seen it firsthand, and the more that I work with it, I've been in, in the AAU game for five years now, and I see that this team is ran by this agent. This team is ran by this agent. Kids even – I've heard some instances of kids even getting money to come to a certain company to play for that team. So I, I really don't know the fix for it. I couldn't even tell you, but – I think we have to let it run its course. The FBI is going to do a, a great job, as we know, investigating. And chips will fall. You'll see some. I'm hearing that you'll see some of the, the bigger name coaches going to fall, too. Yeah. And just don't think it's Adidas. No, Nike's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Unarm is coming. Yeah, it's, it's, so. it's, it's some stuff. Michael, what, what, what do you think, bro? I mean, I agree with both Coach Norris and Coach English. Obviously, it's a... Same major problem, and it fixes. There's no quick fix at all. I think at the at the grassroots level, at the AAU level, at the high school level. I mean, that's that's a very, very, very difficult fix. I think one way. I think, but I do truly believe that the the college game. I mean, they need to get rid of the one and dones, and it needs to be kids yeah. can go straight to pro, or if they do go to college. 
they need to stay for three years. And so now if a kid is saying, hey, you want me to go to school here, you need to pay me $100,000, school says, if you want $100,000, you need to just go pro. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I'm being I, mean, honest, I would hope that it would work that way. I don't know if it would. Obviously, that's so. I'm saying that it's a, a lot more simpler than really it's going to happen, but... I think I think that is one fix, but I actually the like NCAA that idea. is making a ton of money off these kids, and it's going to be tough for the NCAA See, to but say. I like, I like hey, that idea though. That that idea still still gives them a star or two at a time. Because I mean, if you think you're big and big and bad enough to go and make that bread, test war. go test <laughs> shoot go and and, and <clears throat> excuse me and shoot for those that come. You got to stay the three years. And why can't you? And why can't you I like put two your two years better than three? But go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that's how baseball is. I mean, well, whatever. I think, if you do, but I, I, why? But why can you not try not hire an agent and test the waters and put your name in the draft? And if you do not get drafted, then you, you don't have that opportunity. Now you go to school. See, but then why I, do you have to give up your eligibility and hire an agent just to enter the draft? That doesn't make sense to me well, either. Well, it, it, that doesn't make sense. I think. But then coming back. I think you'd end up with too many kids doing that and then coming back and not recruit because now recruitment that you gets recruit, yeah. recruitment. Well, we're all, but we are already seeing kids <laughs> sign in yeah. July. Yeah, well, yeah. August. Right. And then going I, in, I, I mean, it's crazy. I would do that in the kid because at the end of the day, it's so tender. The kid is the tender, even though some of them know what the flip they're doing. And, and, and uh, just as greasy as some of the adults because they're yeah. taught that. But the kid is um, the victim. You know, because at the end of the day, they are kids. The, the kid from Louisville is suspended. Yeah. His college his college career is he's facing virtually it might be over. Yeah. Now hopefully he can be hopefully he can be talented enough to yeah. fight through all this. But here's my fix. I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. So I think there's a fix, okay? Here's my little quick little 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 breakdown. Um parents get informed. High school coaches work closely with your parents and inform them, communicate, have those very tough, uncomfortable situations, um, conversations, pardon me. Parents get informed. Um, allow your kid to grow. You know, my wife made an unbelievable point. You know, we're, we're, we're people of God in this household. We try to live right. And she's like, God doesn't give you all your blessings at one time because you wouldn't be able to handle them. You would probably... Exactly. Die exactly. from the from from excitement. Yeah. Allow that kid to receive their blessings throughout the process. They don't have to get that bag in the beginning. Like Coach English said, if they're good enough to get that bag, they're going to get it. Allow the process to occur. Be strict on your kids. Watch your kids. I got Go a question for you, Coach. So, how would you tell, like you say, work closely with the parent and tell them, you know? These are steps you need to take. You don't need to take no money. But how would you tell a single mom mm. or maybe have, has three or four kids and that kid, she has one kid that's very talented, got agents calling her, shoe companies, this coach, that coach calling her. How would you handle that situation? I mean, this is America and it's hard as hell out here. You know, and, 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 and you, it's still a choice at the end of the day. The choice is this. The choice is this. All right. Do my kid go to college? We 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 fight off the temptation, and we and, and it works out for us. Hell, get get the two million dollar insurance in your needs that Raymond Felton and those guys had when they mm -hmm. went to North Carolina. If it doesn't work out, that still puts you in a better place. But I do I do I do think the um which which gets into I think the moral element outweighs that quick that quick fix. Like let, let, and, and I'm I'm gonna try to finish because Brian it, it took the it, words it, right it out was, of my mouth. It was hard. Like so, you allow your kids to grow. 
you know, because the financial game will come. And then college coaches, get back to your roots. Because at one point, this AAU and travel team wasn't as heavy as it was. And you had to have intimate conversations with these high school coaches. A lot of college coaches have gotten away from that because it's easier to talk to that quick fix guy, that AAU coach. I've had a kid in the car and a certain coach from a major Power 5 university called and offered that kid. And I had not had one conversation with that coach. i like, this kid could be walking around school smacking people. You don't care how they are. So college coaches, get back to your roots. Establish sound. You don't have to know where the school is, like the history of the school. But your roots need to be based out of the educational system. And then last but not least, the shoe companies that we really appreciate what you're doing for the kids. Incorporate a moral compass in what you do. You have the right to promote your brand. But at the end of the day, don't rate these kids of every more ounce that they have by working with these greasy people, by allowing these runners to get up in their face because you're giving them the power to do so with your large checkbooks. Don't do that to them. I'm not saying if you do these things, it would fix it. But I do think, I'm a dreamer. I do think it would help. I think I think you had to get it on the right path. And I will say this, um, it's always a little scarier when the FBI and the IRS get involved. Hmm. I seen the toughest a dudes. Bit. <laughs> yeah, I seen the toughest dudes get shaked down, and they're going to tell. I don't like the kids like say, "Oh, don't be a snitch," and all the rappers say, "Stop snitching." Them same rappers y'all be talking about that don't snitch. Oh, they snitch because nobody wants to do fair time. Fifty oh, years. Man. Nobody, nobody wants to do it. So, so I do think it's going to be shaped because right now, some AAU coach to know they didn't do it the right way, some college coach to know they didn't do it the right way is looking to the left, hoping that man don't tell on them. Mm-hmm. Why put yourself in that situation? It's not, it's not, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth losing those nights, especially when you've already been blessed with a good situation. But Ryan, that was an unbelievable point you made. You, it's hard for that parent. It's hard. But I will say this. If, you, if you're at that point where they can start offering you the fix, you're close. Yeah. Well, and I think also what, that what you're saying there goes back to who's at fault mm-hmm. a little bit. Because now if somebody came to me and about well, Edison, not Mir, because Mir, Mir is probably not going to be an athlete. But Edison, <laughs> if somebody came to me about Edison, Mir uh, must take out his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh with Josh with the shots. Okay, so you good, you good, you good. Um, what am I teaching my son at that point? If I take that money, at that point, I'm I'm I'm. It, or if we just, I tell him, hey man, we're gonna take the money and and go to that school. I'm not teaching him. There's he learns nothing not in enough. that, and I think that the mom, you've struggled this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I tell Chris all the time I said the finish line is almost there the finish line is almost there if it's a point where they are talking about you to that point the finish there. line is right there right just there. keep grinding you're grinding there. grinding you're almost there and if a kid is good enough to take that money right now all he has to do is play one year and he can go and get that money the following year you know what I'm saying and, yeah. and that and that and that's the thing that bothers me about when, when we're talking about who's at fault, the whole situation, it's a little bit of everybody. It's a little bit of everybody. It's a little bit and, of everybody. And, 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 like, and I like what you're saying there. And I think that that kind of goes along with what, you know, the three of us said where, shoot, after you, after it runs its course and all of that, then, then, you know, we incorporate that stuff. And now we have a better situation going down the pipe. Because I work with, our director I always tell, even if a coach calls me, 
I get a couple calls. Yeah, yeah. I tell him what he want to hear, you know, and I say, well, you need to follow up with his high school coach. High school coach is always around him, sees what he does every day, knows knows what he does in the classroom. So he can give you a better gouge on the kid than I can. I'm only with him, let's say, for what, four months out of the year, yeah, and we're that, not together there right every now. day. Right. It's every it's week. Four weekends out yeah, there, right. every weekend out of but four Ryan, months. But, Ryan, what did I say at the beginning of the show, Ryan? You work with an upstanding program. Y'all been taking, and I appreciate you. I ain't buttering you up because you're sitting over there, brother. <laughs> Y'all been taking care of my kids for a long time since I've gotten back on the boys' side. Multiple kids, am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Multiple kids. Y'all been taking care of multiple kids. Those guys sign, they go to school, and their mamas and daddies ain't got to pay. Y'all do it the right way. Kurt does an unbelievable job, and, and he always emails me and texts me and keeps me abreast of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? He does a great job. So y'all do it the right way. And, and and I think it's an overwhelming majority of more people doing it right. But like we said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The neck, but that small negative gets the news. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted not too long ago, we got to stop giving these negative people the loudest mouthpieces. We got to, we got to, we got to stop doing that. And, um, that's key. I mean, but it's, it's yeah. tough. Unfortunately, yeah. Negativity sells. People be, like to see people yeah. lose. People like to see people not do well. So that's what sells in the media. <laughs> that's what the media is all about. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it, it, if it was positive, it isn't news. Nah. Yeah, you know, my grandmother used to say, you don't get credit for stuff you're supposed to do. Well, it's, all, mean, it's all about what you, know? you promote. I, I, I want to feel good. I don't even watch the news because I want to feel good. At the and end Coach Daly before the show was talking about how he's trying to eat healthy. He right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to eat because I want to eat healthy. Why are you eating healthy, man? No, 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 you man. see, here we go again. I'm actually eating healthy. He's drinking light apple juice. That's about the extent of it. Light apple juice. 12 pounds. I'm, going, I'm doing no sugar during the week, but here's the thing. Here's my greasy comment for the week. You know, outside of that, Coach Ings is a Giants fan. That's why he's miserable. Oh, misery loves. Oh yeah. Shout okay. Out to the Bills. His shout out to the Redskins. <laughs> coach, Coach, Coach Norris is a Raiders fan, and we we wax that tail a little bit. So right. long. see, it here's, always goes back. Nah, here's, but here's, here's my greasy comment. Here's my greasy comment to this brother that just signed. The largest ah, I was gonna shout him out in too. NBA history. <laughs> shout out to Russell Westbrook for being a god dog on new old school trailblazer, if that makes any sense to you. Um he stuck with his team, he got a big payoff, and I respect that. But here's Russ. I don't know if you're ever gonna hit his Russ. If y'all know Russ, tag him. Retweet him. Russ, if you need a hype man. <laughs> if you need somebody to, if you ever feeling down and you two for eight from the field, I will be that guy, Russ. You can't do no wrong. And I, I work for a simple fee every month, Russ. Personal, you call you. Personal coach. Keep shooting at Russ. You ain't got to pass it to him, Russ. That was your rebound, Russ. <laughs> so, 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 whatever, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, man. But we we gonna go ahead and I bring this show to a close, man. Shout out, shout <laughs> out, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, shout that out to dude. everybody for the retweets, the shares. Coach Harlan, um, Ryan Lell, I trainer, all of my Facebook family. Coach, Coach Reggie Murray, who be sharing all the time. Coach Smith, a lot of people give us shares, man. We really, really appreciate that. Al Troy, man, thank you for sharing that all the time. We really appreciate it. 
And um, we will be um, getting back to you soon. Hopefully, we can have Coach Norris on the show again. I think he did a phenomenal job. Oh, yeah, great we job. Really, really enjoyed him. He coaches with the um, Up With Stars um, travel team. He's an assistant coach on one of the, um, like my oldest son said, perennial programs in the state of South Carolina, Keenan High School. His dad, Zach Norris, does an unbelievable job. Um, yeah, definitely. Just, so we really, really appreciate him being here. They do it the right way. They run an unbelievable program. So thanks a lot. Man. Yeah, uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Brandon Pearson, uh, kind of like the show's advisor. He's kind of been advising us through this whole process and this podcast, so I just want to give him a shout out. Um, and shout out to Daniel Middleton for sharing all the time. He always hits me up and says, hey, bro, good job, good show, enjoy listening. Um, other than that, uh, Coach, Coach Ryan Norris, anything you want to say? I'm going to give a shout out to God first. That's what my yes, mom told me. Amen, boy. She always taught me to do that. Amen. So. Oh, yeah. Shout, Amen. Shout, out, uh, shout out my family, my wife, my son. Yeah. Shout hey, out Newly Newlywed over there, boy. Newlywed. <laughs> shout out to Upper Stars. Kurt takes care of me. Uh, we also going to have the uh, the email for the Upper Stars in the, uh, in the description of the show. So uh, you can hit them up if you're interested in your kid uh, possibly playing or, or having an opportunity to find out when their workouts are. Definitely a shout out to Keenan, my dad, showing me the ropes. Coach Kurtz. You got to send it off. Shout out to God. <laughs> See you next week. Can't be God, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once again, once again, that's the Staley and English Show. You want to be a part of the conversation, uh, go ahead and email us at the Staley and English Show. That's A-N-D at the Staley and English Show at gmail.com. Uh, you could also hit us up on Twitter. All of that will be in the description. Hey, like uh, on iTunes, like it, uh, re- uh, put us through the reviews, um, comment, share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all mediums. Once again, it's the Staley and English Show, and we out of here. Peace. Yeah, yeah. In the summer heading into my junior year, I still remember the day where I was sitting in our film room and I was watching film on the California Bears. My defensive backs coach, Larry Slade, came in the room. He said, Inky, I got some good news for you. I dropped the clicker. I said, what is it? He said, man, you're projected top 30 draft pick, son. He said, all you have to do is play the next 10 football games. You're automatic multimillionaire. I went out of the room. I called my mother and my grandmother on the three-way. I said, after this season, there will be no more struggle. I said, we would never miss another meal. I said, we would never experience another Christmas where we have to stand on the side of the curb and just be grateful. And I hung it up. First football game, I went out, played great, got an interception, shut Cal down. Second game, we're playing against Air Force, got late in the game, fourth quarter. Guy dropped back, he threw the ball to a receiver coming out of my sideline. Me and the guy, we went head on. Soon as I hit the guy, I felt as if every breath of my body left. Body went completely limp, fell to the ground, I blacked out. Never happened to me. When my eyes opened, I'll never forget, my teammates ran over. They said, Ain't get up, let's go. I said, I can't. I said, I can't move. He said, what do you mean you can't move? You're our lockdown corner, man. We need you. Let's go. I said, I know, man, but this time I can't move. I flipped my head up to the sky. I said, God, I said, surely nothing has happened in this moment that can alter my life. They got me over to the hospital, they took me back, they ran CAT scans, they brought me back into my room, and all in a 15-second time frame, the doctor came running in from the opposite side. He said, hey, get in there, we got to rush this guy back to emergency surgery, he's about to die. I said, what? He said, son, you have busted up some clavian artery in your chest, you're bleeding internally, we have to rush you back, take the main vein out of your left leg, plug it into your chest in order to save your life. 
When I opened my eyes from recovery, the same doctor was over me. He said, son, has some good news and some bad news for you. I said, you got some bad news for me? After telling him I was about to die, I'm still alive. How bad can it get? I'm still here. He said, the good news is we saved your life. I said, thank you, sir. He said, the bad news is, Ink, you have nerve damage in your right shoulder. I said, okay, cool. He said, but son, it's a strong possibility that you probably can never play the game of football again in your life. I said, no way. I said, no disrespect to you, Doc, but I've been working for this ever since I was seven years old. I said, no disrespect to you, Doc, but you wasn't in the park with me and my mother when I was seven years old and she was sending that Buick Regal she got done working at Wendy's. No disrespect to you, Doc, but you didn't come up in that two-bedroom home, 14 people sleeping on the floor. No disrespect to you, Doc, but you didn't miss those meals and stay focused and never made an excuse. I never cheated. I never cheated. Like my conscience still until this day won't let me cheat. Like I can't cheat. I can't look myself in the mirror and say, Ink, you did a good job knowing that I cheated. I can't cheat. One of the greatest pieces of advice that my mother gave me was this. Son, whenever you start, you make sure you finish it. And the problem with the world today, people get involved with things, and if they don't like a certain person, if they don't like the process, if it's not what they thought it was, they quit. And what they don't understand about quitting, quitting becomes a habit that doesn't just affect you. Later on in life, when you get a wife and you get some kids or you get a family, it's going to come back to hunt you, and it will one day affect them. That is why I tell you the process is more important than the product. It's not even about the outcome for me. It's about can you take pride in what you do as an individual and every night when you look in the mirror knowing that you gave everything you had to it. And we have to get to the point where we're willing to impose our will on certain things. Impose your will on it. My life totally changed. And they gave me an opportunity to stop. And most people, when you give them an opportunity to stop while they're chasing something, they take advantage of it because they feel as if, man, why did this have to happen to me? I felt as if, why not me? This is the perfect opportunity to use this to be a blessing to somebody else. And you know what? It's not even about me to be truthful. It's not even about me. Now it's about repaying the people that invested in me and saw something in me when I couldn't see it in myself. At a certain point in life, it can't just be about you. And the moment that we understand that and every day we wake up, we understand that life is a blessing and life is a gift. And if you were to check out today, how would you want to be remembered? It's bigger than you.